Hi, this is Eric Wiedemann from 1927, and you're listening to My 88. Hello and welcome to the My 88 Podcast. My name is Wayne Sunks. Hope you are having a fantastic day. Now, I did recently get the honour of chatting to Eric Wiedemann from 1927. I will just say that some of the quality of the interview isn't the best. He is in the bush in Western Australia and sadly, well, Australia's reception is not always the best. But I do hope you enjoy this interview. You're listening to My 88. Wayne Sunks with you this morning, and I am very excited to speak to our next guest. He is the lead singer of a very iconic Aussie band. It is Eric Wiedemann from 1927. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, it's a pleasure. Now, we're chatting because you have an upcoming gig at Panthers in May. Uh, you must be yep. excited to be back on the road. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've got a, a massive tour this year. So far, there's 39 dates, and... Um I think there'll be a few more by the time we get through all that. So, yeah, it's going to be great. It must be a relief to be back on the road again after those few years off. Oh, yeah, we don't want to talk about those two years, do we? <laughs> no, we won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's go back to the very start of 1927, and I think this is a really great story because it's so iconically Australian. You were discovered on Red Faces. That's right, yeah, yeah. I went on, on Red Faces as a dare, actually, so um, didn't expect anything to come of it. Um, I did expect to get gonged by Red, as I was, and um, yeah, the rest, as they say, you know. Is history, yes, yeah. And mm. I think it's a, it's a great Australian story to be to be on Hey Hey at Saturday. How was that for you after going on being a dare? It still must have been quite nerve-wracking. Oh, absolutely, yeah, because I was, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not good in front of people, believe it or not, so doing the job that I do is kind of, a bit odd, but, um, you know, I was, I was terrified on that day and uh, I still have those moments these days when I go on stage. I'm kind of terrified for the first couple of songs and I get over myself. Well, it's good to hear that er even you have that kind of nerves as well. I guess that makes the rest of us feel good. Uh, now, <laughs> to tell me, so Gary Frost from Moving Pictures saw you on that show. Uh, so then how did 1927 form? Oh, well, we got together. I, I moved up to Sydney and we, we wrote a whole bunch of songs together. Um, and then we sat around in the studio for about, well, the better part of 12 months recording um, an album, you know, that one that became Ish. And, um, yeah, I mean, I've, to be honest, we, none of us had any real expectations. We were just happy to get a song on the radio in the beginning. So, um, and it just went on from there. It just got, got crazy. And here I am, 35 years later, still talking about it. Now, That's When I Think of You was the first song. It went to, to six in Australia. It even cracked the top 50 in the UK and top 100 in the US. As you said, that must have been very unexpected. Oh, totally, totally. I, I remember the first time I heard it on the radio, I was just um, gobsmacked. 
like, oh, there I am on the radio. <laughs> and I, just, to be honest, I thought it would just be one of those flash in the pan things. Like, oh, yeah, just speak it for a couple of months and then uh, I'll disappear back into obscurity. But, but that didn't happen. So when you look back on the song now, do, do you understand why people absolutely loved it? No, I still don't. <laughs> I still I, I still don't understand um, why why the band became so popular. But you know, it's hard to be objective when you're in the middle of it. Yes, I guess so. Now, If yeah. I Could was an even bigger single in Australia. It was the group's biggest single and I guess was used in about a million weddings in, in, in Australia. How did that feel <laughs> to know that people loved it so much? Um, it was strange. It was strange. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, I've had so many people tell me that they were the song and, you know, things have so many great memories for them. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, um, it's very humbling to hear some people's stories about some of the songs you know, that's what I think is a compulsory hero. Um, and uh, it's just, just nice to know that um, it's had an effect on, on people to the point where, you know, 35 years later, they're coming up to me and telling me that um, it's had such an impact on them. Everybody had to be a hero Get one in the heart Yes, you mentioned Compulsory Hero and I was going to talk about that. I just was listening to it before and it is still such a poignant and, and beautiful song. Yes, yes indeed. And um, I mean, if it wasn't for that song, I wouldn't have had um, one of the most incredible experiences of my life and that was to go to Afghanistan back in 2011 it was. We flew over there to play for the troops on Australia Day uh, in the middle of Afghanistan. So, you know, that was, um, yeah, I mean, I could talk about that for an hour because it was just such a mind-blowing experience to see what some of these guys were going through over there. But, um, yeah, like I said, if it wasn't for that song, um, I would never have had that experience. Wow. And did you play that song for them? Absolutely. And it was um, the, the first audience that we had where everyone was packing machine guns. Yeah. <laughs> Glad they liked it then, yeah. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> now, the album Ish, absolutely massive, five times platinum, number one in Australia, and in fact was the number two album for all of 1989. I'm guessing you're going to say it was quite unexpected uh, of a, a treat for you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Totally unexpected and, um, yeah, equally as uh, confusing to me as the whole thing is <laughs> now here's one that I, I I know you're probably not going to enjoy me talking about. I I remember in 1989 I used to collect smash hits, and yep. you got voted the sexiest man of 1989. Madonna was the sexiest woman. Uh, how did that kind of thing make you feel? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't get. I mean, sexy. I don't know about that. <laughs> and, and you know, and to be on the cover next to Madonna, you know, oh, that's even that's kind of strange, don't you think? You know, the funny thing is she never called me to say congratulations. We'll, we'll see if we can hook that one up. I'm going to see her in America in <laughs> September. We'll see whether we can. <laughs> are, you, are you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to the, I'm going to the concert in Dallas, so I'm, I'm looking oh, forward to seeing her. That uh, would be awesome. Yes, yes, yes. But I, I do actually remember having that copy because, you know, being a big Madonna fan and, and a fan of your group, it was just awesome to have the two of you together there on that cover. Yeah, 
Now, the next album, uh, The Other Side, you had the great Tell Me A Story, which reached 17 in Australia. It was another really fantastic song. It must have been lovely to still have success after the first album and to know that it wasn't just a one-time thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we did everything kind of backwards because most people, you know, they start with an album and it gets, you know, people listen to it and it's usually their third or fourth album where they, where they crack it. But um, we went to the other one and on so there's been a lot of, no, not negative press, but just like, oh, no, well, it, it was a, a gradual slide down from there. But, I mean, where are you going to go from, you know, a five times platinum album first out? So um, for us, it was a um, a really great album, still is. Um, a whole bunch of really good songs on there, The Other Side, Don't Forget Me, Tell Me Your Story, etc. Um, yeah, I mean, we're in the business of music, making music, not um, uh, seeing where we end up on the charts. Now, how does it feel to still play these songs all these years later? And I imagine having a packed theatre singing along every word back to you. Oh, it's fantastic! And um, you know, I mean, the the band these days is um, you know better than it's ever been. And so the songs have a to me a, a new vitality, and I think that um, translates because um, our audiences have just been absolutely amazing. And like you said, they're all singing along to all the songs, and um, yeah. I mean, I would never have thought I'd, been in, I'd be in this position where people are singing the songs louder than I am, you know? Oh, wonderful. Now, the 20th of May is when you're playing at Panthers. What can people expect from that show? Um, well, you know, we try and make sure that, I mean, look, our audience is another reason that we're still doing this today. So um, <clears throat> we, we we like to tailor a set to, um, you know, make sure that everyone walks away feeling happy. So... As always, we try and play the hits um, and a selection of songs from all the albums that um, we feel the audiences would like to hear. So, um, yeah, just expect a good time. It's going to be good. Wonderful. Well, everyone should definitely go and see the show. Eric Wiedemann, thank you so much for chatting today. Oh, absolute pleasure. Thank you. This is My 88.